Father, we thank you for your special name among men. We thank you for all that you've done and what you're still adoring. We thank you for your power. Thank you for your glory. Thank you right now, Father God, because you're, you're blessing us, Father God, and keeping us from danger, seen and unseen. We thank you right now, Father God, because it's in you that we live and move and have our very being. And we thank you for bringing us over, Father God, for weekend. Father God, you blessed us to see another day. You blessed us to see another Monday. And so we give your name praise. We give it glory. We give it honor. Because, Father God, we know if it not had it not, not been for the Lord that was on our side, then we know we would not have made it. Father God, it is Judah has made us and not we ourselves and so we give your name praise and glory for everything that you've done and what you're still doing in Jesus name amen and amen well God bless you and keep you um we want to continue on here on the podcast on the video um speaking about uh second Thessalonians we've been in the book of second Thessalonians we talked about the great apostasy where um, there will be a great falling away. That means that people who are, have confessed Christ and once believed in Christ, now all of a sudden they denounce Christ and they turn away from Jesus into an, an, another. That's right. They've turned away from Jesus. And so we talked about that great falling away. We talked about things as such as the Antichrist. And we spoke about things concerning the kingdom of God. And the saints, and we just, in the name of Jesus, want to continue on. In the book of Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians only has three chapters in it, so and it's a very quick book, a quick letter that Paul wrote to the um, the Thessalonians. But we want to get into it. Can we dive into it just for a hot sec? I bullshit. I feel the power of God um, rushing throughout our veins, preserving us. Into the day of redemption. Some of you right now, the the Lord is preserving you into the day of redemption. He is preserving you, keeping you together, keeping you strong until until you can do better for yourself. The Lord is preserving you in that abusive relationship. He's it was a question that I, now that I'm thinking about it. My God. It was a question that was asked and 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 I used to get upset when I was younger in Christ, but now that I'm much older, you know, it is what it is, you know, but it was a question asked by a man on, um, I, it was one of those websites, I don't know, it was TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, whatever it was, it was a website, and a gentleman asked this question, he asked, where was God during the Holocaust and slavery? And, you know, people start chiming in. Uh, uh, people are getting angry. Some people get upset. People start chiming in different things. And I usually don't, you know, get involved um, in those kind of things because the Bible says this. When I was younger, I used to get upset with questions like that and start trying to defend. But now that I'm much older, I, I, I know the Bible says this. The Bible says foolish and unlearned questions avoid. For they do gender stripes. And but I answered this question. And and they're not really and it's may not even be the right answer for him. But he asked the question: where was God during the Holocaust and during slavery? And I said, Well, perhaps God was preserving your ancestors so you could be born. <laughs> he didn't say nothing to me. <laughs> 
uh, perhaps during times or hard times, perhaps God is preserving your ancestors so you can be born. The same way he preserved Moses. And there was a times during Moses, when Moses was born, they was killing babies and killing and doing a lot of killings going on. But Moses was preserved. Perhaps he had a purpose for his life. Uh, son, perhaps um, don't worry about the Holocaust and don't you worry about slavery. But we can think about today and what's going on today. And I say this, that perhaps the reason why you're here is for you may have a purpose for your life. See, sometimes you survive things that other people didn't survive. Because perhaps you may have a purpose for your life. I say, take advantage. Take advantage of what God has done for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's been times and periods in histories. And not just the Holocaust. Not just slavery. There's been times in all world history. Where different groups face death. Um, slavery. They face all kinds of different things. Glory to God. But a seed, a remnant was preserved. Perhaps you have a purpose and a time for your life. So if you have a purpose and a time for your life, bless God and get saved right now. Because there's some that didn't survive the COVID. The COVID that's going on right now, some didn't survive that. There's some families members. There's some people right now you know that didn't survive it, but you did. And what you need to do is with that situation is as God has preserved you, bless God right now. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, that, that, but other, other than that, I really don't get involved in those questions because sometimes foolish and unlearned questions, unlearned questions just avoid for they do gender strife. So I don't get involved in it. But let me show you something. Let me get, let me get you something. Let me show you some word real quick in 2 second, second Thessalonians chapter 3. You feel me? 3 is resurrection. Let's, let's see what the word of the Lord says. He says, finally, brethren, pray for us. That's what I want you to do for me. I Finally, brethren, pray for us. Listen, before you criticize me, before you judge me, before you say that he ain't this and ain't that, before you, um, in the name of Jesus, try to dig into my life and, 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 and find out what's going on and why it's this and why it's... Before you do all that, my brother and my sister, pray for us. Pray for me first. <laughs> Can you do that first for me? Before you criticize, before you in the name of Jesus say, well, I'm, he left the church or, or he did this or they did that or I found out this and all that mess. Before you get involved in all that, pray for us. My God, if we had more folks praying for us than judging us, perhaps we can see people move into areas in their lives that they've never done before. And that's what I'm, I plan to do for you. I don't plan on judging you. I don't plan on criticizing you. I'm not planning on the name of Jesus exposing you. Because everybody want to be exposed. Every prophet, I'm, I'm here to expose the evil. I'm here to expose it. No, Go, go ahead and expose them. But are you going to pray for them? That the will of the Lord be done in their life. Are you doing more praying than exposing people? 
<laughs> because everybody want to expose somebody to try to prove that they're some great one. But listen, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, when you pray for people, hallelujah, you can see the, the, the wisdom and the power of God being manifest in life. Paul said, following brother and pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course. Paul wants the word of the Lord to be spreading everywhere. And he praying for them that when they preach, when they teach the word of God, that it has free course, that it goes everywhere. Hallelujah. And be glorified just as it is with you. That we may, as he said, now he wants to, he, he's saying pray for them that they, um, in the word of the Lord have free course. Because they, the, the Thessalonians have received the word of the Lord, believe and were saved. Paul wants that th same thing to happen with everyone. As they preach, as they teach in the name of Jesus. Now watch this. Verse 2 says, And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. Paul says that pray for us that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. But the, but the Lord is faithful. Watch this. Who The Lord is faithful. I want you to show you something. The Lord is faithful to his word. The Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. Even in times when we're unfaithful, the Lord is faithful. Because we have not done everything that we're supposed to do all the time. But the Lord is faithful. Can you imagine if the Lord was like men? Can you imagine if the Lord was like um in the your wife or your husband? Can you imagine what happened? Because we we tend to treat people how they treat us. So if people are unfaithful to us, then we're unfaithful. People are mean to us, then we're mean. People are slack with us, we slack off. But the Lord is faithful. He doesn't get in his feelings like that. Oh, they didn't pray to me today, so I, I don't know. I don't, can you imagine if the Lord was like, well, they didn't pray to me today, so I... I I might not wake him up tomorrow morning. I, they didn't pray for me. To, they didn't pray to me today, so I might not let the sun shine tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, he's not emotional like that. The Lord is faithful. He said, "But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one." I pray that right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to everyone that's under the sound of my voice. I pray that the Lord is faithful, and I pray that He will establish you. And guard you from the evil one. I believe right now. Just because you have circumstances in your life. Doesn't mean that God is not guarding you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's preserving you. See some of you right now in situations that you're not supposed to be in. But he's preserving you until you can do right. He's preserving you until you get out of that relationship. He's preserving you until you do, turn around and do the right thing. He's preserving you right now. Some of you still got faith. You're not in church but you got faith. You're not in the pulpit but you got faith. You're not where you want, need to be in God as far as different things and levels. Are you supposed to be as far as you in the name of Jesus going farther in the Lord? But you're faithful. You're faithful in your, your faith towards God, knowing that one day there should be a changed mind for you. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I prophesy wisdom to you. And you know that the Lord is faithful and he will establish you and guard you from the evil one. How's he going to do that? Because it's evil all around me. <laughs> well, he's, God is praying for you right now that your faith fail not. Whatever is going on in your life right now, I pray to you and I pray for you that your faith fail not. 
Yes, I know what's going on. You, you, you're going through a hard time in your relationship. You're going through a hard time in your church. You may be going through a hard time in your job. Hallelujah. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm praying for you that your faith fail not. Gobo shamaha. Rebo shikarabaha. Rebaba kureba shukuraba. Watch what hell's happening because I, I, I got to finish these scriptures out because I might start. I might just start going off. But hold on for a minute. He says, now may the Lord direct your hearts into, into the love of God. That's what I'm praying for you. That the Lord will direct your hearts into the love of God. Now watch this. And on into the patience of Christ. That's deep. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, direct our hearts to the love of God and into the patience of Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord has patience. The anointing has patience. He has, he's patiently waiting for you, Rebu Shakaraba, to do your calling. The Lord is patient with you. Even when folks are not patient with you, the Lord is patient. Some people have lost patience with you. Hallelujah. And it happens because we're humans. It happens because we're nothing but dust. And then we repent, we go back and we do what we post. But it happens. But the Lord has patience with you. Listen, but we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the traditions which he received from us. There are influences in your life. And all of us at some point are influenced by somebody else. And I have to repent over this a lot of times because there have been times in the church where I am um, in the name of Jesus. Perhaps men have left the church. Perhaps men I came to Mr. Sunny or perhaps I've done some things. And I had to realize that people are looking at me and some people are influenced by you. Yes, you do want them influenced by Christ. You want them influenced by, by God and love, but they're looking at the leaders. They're looking at you. And some people right now draw strength from you. So when you slack off and when you don't come, they lose heart. So he's saying, withdraw yourself from every brother that walks disorderly among you. I can understand that. You got, you got to stop. It's, you can't have your influence now with those brothers because those brothers are unfaithful. They're walking disorderly. Hallelujah. He says, watch this. For yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we are we're not disorderly among you. Now watch this. Let's go to this early day he's talking about. Let, let, let me show you something. Watch what verse 8 says. He says this, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge. This is the apostle Paul speaking. And he's talking about the ministers that was with him himself and the ministers that were with him. Watch what happened. Because this is something that you don't see in a church, especially in, in smaller churches. But let me show you something. He says, well, work with labor and toil night and day that we might not be burdened to any of you. Paul saying this is that when they were among the saints, they wasn't there to put any burden on the saints financially because every church can't handle the financial strain of trying to take care of a pastor and perhaps their families. They're not financially secure to do that. 
Paul is saying when he came to the church, he did not accept wages from the church, but he got himself a job. How many pastors you know that if they seen the church struggling financially would say, well, y'all ain't got to pay for me to be here. Don't worry about that. I'll get myself a job that I won't be burdened towards you. We just put the money into the ministry. You ain't got to take care of me. I'll take care of myself. <laughs> I mean, pastor, you think we'll do that right now? Not that many, huh? I'm just checking. I'm just, uh, hey, I'm going off you. How many pastors you think right now will give up and say, no, we, we don't need a salary. You ain't got to worry about that. But what we're going to do is, we're going to work with our own hands. Look what else happened in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. This is just so good. Watch what else happened. He says, not because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. This is what he's, he's saying is, he's saying that, that you're going to follow our example. Uh, you need to follow our example of sacrifice. He's saying that now he's saying not that we didn't have authority to take wages because we do have that authority to take wages. But because we're trying to set an example of how in the name of Jesus that you ought to follow us. Here's what we're going to do. Now, you may have somebody that's not doing that. That doesn't mean that that pastor is walking out of order by taking wages from you. But <laughs> do you see the difference between uh, leading by example or just telling somebody to do something? Watch what else. Well, watch what else happened. For even when we were with you, we command you this: if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. There were people in that church who had decided that they weren't going to work at all. And there's a lot of people right now have decided that. And now what I mean by work is they ain't even hustling. They ain't trying to do anything. You got people right now that want to do nothing, especially in the church. And he's saying, well, if anyone will not work. The same will not eat. Now, here comes my revelation to you. That if you don't, prayer is work and studying is work. How you going to not work and pray, but expect to receive something from God? Some people don't study the word and expect to receive something from God. Some people don't even serve God, but expect to receive something from God. Well, I'm here to tell you this, my brother, that if you don't work, you're not going to eat. You're not going to eat the benefits of serving God. You're not going to eat the benefits of studying and, and seeing the revelations of God. You're not going to reap the benefits of prayer. Because you decided that instead of working, instead of praying, you decided to be lazy and not work. There are many people who want to receive without working. And that's not how it goes, even in the spirit. That's why when you get somebody coming in talking about, well, give me $100, give me $1,000, and instantly you'll be a millionaire well, without work. Without work? Show me the testimonies of people who came in and you have given $100 or $1,000 and instantly tomorrow you was a millionaire without work. If that's the case, you'll see a line. If that's work, then you'll see a line from, from Michigan all the way down to Texas of people trying to give somebody $1,000 to instantly become a millionaire. You got to work.
<laughs> and, and prayer is work. Studying is work. Patience is work. You got to work on yourself. You got to work. You're free now to work. Watch what it says. For we hear that there are some who walk among you in a disorderly manner. Not working at all. But are busybodies. See, there are some people right now who ain't working at all. But they're working on being in everybody else's business. Now those who are now those who are such we our Lord Jesus Christ that they work in quietness and eat their bread their own bread. But as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. There's some people right now that will grow weary in doing good because sometimes when you work, you don't see the results right away. I've been sowing seed, but I don't see no results right now. I've been sowing seeds and seeds, and yet it seems like I'm getting bills and bills and bills. I've been sowing seeds of righteousness, but it seems like to me, I'm just, you know, it seems like to me, in the name of Jesus, I'm not getting anywhere. But Paul says this, my brethren, he says, do not be weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Watch what else he said. And if anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person and do not keep company with him that he may be ashamed. Now, he don't want you to keep company with him that he may be ashamed. But also, certain behaviors, you know, they're catchy. Because if, if, say, if say if you're with somebody right now, you start noticing, you start taking on the personality of the people that you hang around with the most. They're gossiping, so you're gossiping. They don't like a certain person, so you don't like that person. They don't want to praise God, so you don't praise God. They don't want to work, so you don't want to work. You start sometimes you be taking on the personality of the person that you're with. But if you're with somebody that works, you're with somebody that uh, goal-oriented, you're with somebody in the name of Jesus that obeys the word of God, all of a sudden that, that, that stuff, it catches off on you. And now you're doing that. Oftentimes, you start taking on the personality of the person that you're with. That's why you got to make sure that you know what you're doing when you call yourself getting ready to marry somebody. And yet, you they got a personality that don't want to serve God. Look what's going on. He says, you do not count him as, he says, do not, do not count him as an enemy. But admonish him as a brother. He says, do not keep company with somebody who... Who, who who doesn't want to work. Do not keep company with somebody who's don't want to obey the word of God. He said, don't keep company with that person. But he says, don't count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. And I pray that for you. I'm praying that the Lord of peace. I'm praying right now that the Lord of peace gives you peace always. Always in every way. And he says, the Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with on my own hand, which is a sign in every epistle. So I write. So he's saying the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. God bless you and keep you. I thank you for uh, spending some time with me in the word of God. Next week we'll be um, glory to God involved in Galatians. We'll start getting to the book of Galatians and see some things in there. Listen, let us end with this with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your special name among men. We ask that the Lord of peace will give us peace always in everything. We ask right now for God that we, we, that we have the mind, the spirit to work, whether we're working in prayer, whether we're working in finance, whether we're working in our jobs, whether we're working on uh, edible shot deliveries, whatever we're doing, Father God, whatever form of work 
that we decide to do. Father God, I'm asking that you bless the work of our hands. And even now, Father God, hey, couple, I feel the anointing oozing right. I feel the anointing right now, the, the power of God. Rebels restoring relationships. I feel the power of God restoring right now. Commitments. I feel the Lord right now restoring what the enemy has taken away. I feel the Lord of God restoring the years of idleness and laziness that we've uh, have done for years. But I hear the Lord. I feel him restoring our enthusiasm. For we are motivated to see results. I hear the Lord restoring our patience. Knowing that you are delivered and set free. I feel the Lord right now. Doing exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask. According to the power that work within us. And Lord God, I thank you for all that you've done. Amen and amen. God bless you and keep you. I'm glad you're with me. In Jesus' name, much love. Amen and amen.